Good afternoon, fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from Sacramento, California, right here at Kingdom Domain 2023, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story. And the news behind the news is not about right or left, it's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. And I want to say something specifically about that today. Your actions show me, show everyone actually, show God what you really believe. Because if you really believe something, you're going to act upon it. And so uh, there's a lot of people talking today, but how many people actually believe to the point that they're going out and acting in faith? I want to just talk in this brand new year that we're in right now that uh, was praying about it. The Lord really gave me a, a great verse for this year, uh, Zechariah 2.5, but I declare the Lord will be the wall of fire on her, all her sides, and I also will be the glory in her midst. I love that. He declares that he will be a wall of fire to her on all sides and a glory in her midst. That's what his promise is to all of us, that regardless of what happens this year, and, and right now it's looking very much like we're in a 30-day window for China to now begin to start doing things for Taiwan with a 90-day window of conflict breaking out in the Pacific. So it looks like there are, there's war coming this year. It looks like there's financial downturn coming this year, inflation increasing this year. But amidst all of that, God is a hedge of fire around us, and his glory is in our midst. All right, it is my great honor to bring on, because we have January 6th coming up tomorrow, a couple of special guests, and we're going to go right into some interviews after that as well. But it is my great honor to bring to you today two very great patriots in their respective countries, but to understand what, what the times that we're in, what's really happening right now, Tim Rivers, J6PatriotNews.com, author of the American Gulag Chronicles, and our good friend from Great Britain, Mark Sutherland. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on Patriot Radio today. Pleasure to join you, Matt. Thank you very much. Same here. Thanks for having us back. Awesome. So let's just kind of dive right in. I, I just want to get your guys' comments on what is going on here in America with the Republican Party. Um, you know, when I was in the legislature, it was very well known that the very first vote and the most important vote that you ever took in the legislature was for the leadership because they control the flow of everything and therefore control the agenda. What is your take on what's happening right now here in the United States? Mark, we'll start with you mr mccarthy what was it are we now in six six refusal votes of him being put forward as speaker of the house i mean as far as nine. i'm concerned you know nine wow while well, i'm well behind um that's the first thing the other thing is there's a rumor that mitch mcconnell has got 10 senators 10, 10 senators rebelling against him suddenly they've pushed this uh, huge um 1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill turning around and saying they've just pushed it in where there's been no discussion about that in the new congress whatsoever so all of these shenanigans just sound a kind of you know let's pass the bill and, and then we can find out what's in it you know Obamacare so why is it why is it that the supposed conservative Republicans are behaving like this as my dear friend our dear friend David Summerall constantly says Matt it's two wings of the same bird and 
thank thank the Lord that there are twenty people that are refu that are standing their ground and are refusing to vote McCarthy in. What is shocking me is, you know, why are why are particular individuals backing him? That's the other question that I that I am uh, asking. As far as I'm concerned, McCarthy, you're a you're a globalist shill, and I'll just end my statement like that, sir. Well, I think his his association with the World Economic Forum has a lot of people very skeptical. Multiple polls with thousands and thousands of people voting are showing that that uh, a vast majority of Americans do not want McCarthy as a speaker. So that's very interesting from that perspective. The other perspective too is right now. That people are trying to blame Republicans that, you know, they can't get out of the gate. Well, honestly, if, if we're not going to get out of the gate right, then we should take our time with that. That's just my take uh, being in the legislature for so many years. But Tim Rivers, I want to give you a chance. What's your take on what's happening with this uh, stalled election for speaker here in America? Well, I, it's, it's, it's actually a horror show from a point of view of those of us who would like to see the business of the new Congress uh, engage immediately. But I think, unfortunately, we're seeing something that is endemic um, in the D.C. swamp, and that is the selling and the bargaining of power that does not belong to the individuals who sell it. McCarthy is making concessions right and left in order to, to sway people to vote for him. Well. How about the rest of his party? Do they agree to those concessions? Do do they wish to be uh, you know held to those that are basically uh, purchased votes? I don't know. I think I think this once again shows us how corrupt um, some elements of our government have become and how dependent upon that corruption their normal and in some cases most important operations have become on this type of buy and sell of power. Um, and decision-making when it, it really does, it doesn't belong to them. They're supposed to act in our behalf. And uh, I will tell you right now, I didn't call Mitch and tell him I ceded my rights to the normal Speaker of the House's duties or responsibilities. So I, yeah. as an American, I'm a little bit disappointed, um, but I, I understand the people who are standing firm. I called my congressman and told him I didn't want to see the same thing happen again. Um, but I don't see good alternatives rising, and that should be worrisome to us as Americans as well, that we don't see good alternatives that everybody can agree on to lead us out of this mess and actually lead the charge in the House. So um, I, I would say I'm, I'm disappointed, um, and I hope that, that the, the Congress will make some wiser decisions and come up with somebody that everybody can believe will lead us and, and not simply just hold the seat or sell it. Yeah, and I mean, I understand the frustration of guys like Matt Gates. you know, that, you know, if, if we just keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same thing. And so the only way to really disrupt the same thing is by disrupting the paradigm. So, like, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. And I also understand, too, that, you know, some of these weird alliances that we're seeing come out right now, it just show that there were probably deals cut behind the scenes. When something doesn't make sense, there's been a deal cut, Right. But this, this brings up one of the key points uh, of the people that are opposing McCarthy as speaker. Will they release all of the J6 video? That's one of the key points that's been talked about here over the last few days. And that's why you gentlemen are here. We, we've got the, the anniversary coming up tomorrow. And still, all of the footage has not been released 
And it just doesn't make sense. What are they afraid is going to be released? So, Mark, I'll start with you. What do you think is being hidden by this video that is being kept back from the American public? Well, I suppose without, you know, without sounding too trite, I mean, Matt, it's the truth, isn't it? We've got 96, 97 prisoners. They need to be immediately released. Every other, every other person that they think that they've got in, they've got inside some kind of conveyor belt to arrest and all the rest. Everyone needs justice in the, in this situation. Uh, immediately, every single person that has lost their job, they've lost money, et cetera, et cetera. They need all that recompense of that immediately. I think this is the truth. We are, potentially on the edge of, as I've said earlier, not tritely, but we have seen, you know, this is two wings of the same bird. Tim is absolutely right when it's this whole DC swamp and certain behavior and people are calling it out. Can I, can I just say something else, Matt? The key is this, and it's like when, why, why do I in the UK care? Why do I care? Because the number one thing that's always been said for many, many years is that the president of the United States of America has been seen as leader of the free world. And we can go on to discuss that in a little while. The concern is, is that people are not behaving in a very, a very free world. They're not representing the, the uh, constitutional republic that you are. They're not representing freedom. None of this. And frankly, the whole idea is to shut down the discussion in regard to Jan 6, to shut down any evidence whatsoever, because then the whole scam of just appallingness will be revealed. The bottom line is this, and this is no exaggeration. If America does not exist, then freedom dies. And that is it. I don't have to tell you, my dear friend, because of, you know, family links and all the rest. You know exactly what I'm saying. Why is it that people from Eastern Europe have come to America? Why have other people come to America seek, seeking, um, seeking freedom? You would have to go through the whole construct of how the whole Jan 6 event was organized, what happened, as our dear friend David Summerall has been front and center of this, which StopHate.com has absolutely been pushing and pushing and pushing all the time for the truth. And then when we discover that sadly, you know, five people, including including a DC policeman, um, Signic, Officer Signet, died died on that day. Patriots were murdered at the hand of, you know, the police on duty at that time, whether it's DC police, but the Metro police, etc. This is outrageous. This is absolutely outrageous. So you show that video, you come out with the video evidence and the truth, and then there's some serious questions that people in Congress and the Senate have to ask themselves because they know what has gone on. They're fully aware of certain evidence, which means if they haven't reported that crime, they are then complicit in this. I think that's exactly right. That's a fantastic point. Tim, I want to get your reaction to this about the, the missing video or the, 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 this they're refusing to release. But also, I mean, Ray Epps, for goodness sakes, 
We have a text message now. I mean, it confirmed what many of us suspected, but a text message now where he admits to orchestrating and nothing is happening. In fact, they're going out of their way, it appears, to cover for him. So what's your reaction? Well, I don't think you can hold truth in a box. I don't think you can hide it for long, as long as there are people who are bent on discovering. In fact, that might be a JFK quote. I'm not sure. But if, if if the truth is sought, it will be found, and it's being sought. Now, you said uh, nobody will ever see these videos. Some of this video is getting out. There are brave patriots who are defendants and who are involved in the systems, and, and in some cases, even in the defenses that have seen these videos. And many of them are, are making their way into public presentations. If you have not seen some of the work of Gary McBride at M5 News, I encourage you to, to look for M5 News and watch some of these videos that includes Axon camera footage and footages from up close inside the tunnel and inside the east approaches and uh, even in the, the uh, Capitol building itself. These videos are coming out. Um, St. Augustine's quote, um, truth does not need to be defended because it's like a lion. It simply needs to be released and it will defend itself. And I think that is happening. Now, imagine if they did release 14,000 hours of video. We've done the math. It's almost two and a half years. If you sat down 16 hours a day watching the video, it would take you two and a half years to get to it. So when the Department of Justice drops that amount of video on a defendant and says, Okay, we're ready for trial. Here's your video. Yeah, what are you going to do? Somewhere in there is, yeah, somewhere in there is your exculpatory evidence, but good luck finding it. We're not even going to tell you what snippets we're going to use as the prosecution. This is certainly a violation of everything um, that that we would consider Brady doctrine, um, the the withholding of culpatory and exculpatory evidence um, from the defense, which they are required to reveal. And so when we look at what's going on right now, um, I, I don't see that the video, even if you released it, it would take years and it's going to take, uh, it's going to take an investigative body that is really an investigative body that will allow not only witnesses, but also cross-examination that will seek truth instead of narrative. If you do that, <clears throat> and even just some of these videos that are, are so, oh my, they're just horrendous because I've seen them and, and again, look for them. You'll find them out there. They're leaking out. Um, there can be little doubt that many people were simply there trying to defend or save others from literally being beaten or killed um, by MPD. Um, not so much the Capitol Police. Most of this is on Metro PD, the violence. Um, and so that's where I think we're standing right now is it's coming out, um, but the amount of it that's there I don't think even if you released it to the public, it would do, I mean, it would take scores and scores of of investigators to pull it apart, but it will be pulled apart. Um, This this is not something you can hide and it's not something you can keep in the box. In my opinion, it's already leaking out. So um, in the end, these videos have exculpatory evidence against many of the defendants, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, just people who walked through the middle of the Capitol. Um, and the withholding of that is a clear violation of Brady doctrine and is an immediate reason for dismissal of charges. Will that happen in our Justice Department today? I don't know, but I think withholding that video is a justification for a Brady violation in every one of these cases.
Yeah, just the withholding of the video, absolutely. And Mark Sutherland, <clears throat> I want to get, get your reaction as well on this idea that yeah, it seems to almost get lost in all of the discussion, this idea that somehow people don't have the right to assemble and speak their mind about what clearly were irregularities in that election. I'm going to get to some more details on that here in a second. But this seems to get lost in this discussion as if we didn't have that right to go to Washington, D.C. and to petition for a redress of grievances and assemble ourselves together there. Now, I, would, I didn't make it that day, but... I know many people that did uh, feel like, hey, where is our, our, our constitutionally protected right in all of this discussion? What's your reaction? Well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and I have mutual friends that were there. I have other friends that uh, were there um, on that day. And, and they have a constitutional right, I think, as, uh, as a friend of mine has described it. It was one of the most patriot, patriotic days ever ever was any of our side arrested for you know carrying a weapon or anything like a gun or anything like that no not at all they were exercising their patriotic right their constitutional right to go down and assemble and to speak to the people that uh, their representatives and say there is clearly you know a lot of issues with the election, counting of votes, etc., etc., and of course, now we see, you know, two years on, bloody blah, blah, we see all of this. And if anyone describes that that whole day as an insurrection, and we could publicly, as I have done, publicly called people out, that's just utterly and utterly disgusting, because it was not you look at how that narrative has has built up and matt i agree with you and having had friends that were there had the, and afterwards having then having friends that are then hassled by one of the three letter agencies which is just outrageous and then we have to remind ourselves that because people went there to exercise their constitutional rights i come back to it the outrage of sadly five five people five people dying on that day and when even now when that's explained to a variety of different people particularly americans within within various states of the united states they they find that hard to believe but that truth is coming out people had a grievance they went there peacefully to exercise that a grievance and the whole thing may seem controversial the whole thing just seemed one big setup. And, and of course, as the way that that has unfolded, and you've mentioned Ray Epps, and you've mentioned, you know, a text, blah-de-blah, -blah, we can then talk about other people um, that are addressed with, uh, you know, with uh, certain materials so, so their identification is then obscured, and look at what they then did on that particular day the people of the united states went to the people's house that house is is yours that's yours that's where they went they went to take their grievances to their representatives which they have a right to do and what we saw was a complete and utter disregard for the constitution of the United States, and I say this, they gathered peacefully. The reaction 
in the end, and as Tim has hinted at, with certain films of In the Tunnel and everything, lays at the hands of what the police then started, and people were then going, hold on a minute, we have to defend ourselves in this particular situation. It was appalling. But people went there, as I say, peacefully. You know, one of the things that I heard on social media is, well, they shouldn't have stormed the Capitol. And I, you know, I mean, clearly I've seen the videos that you have of people walking inside the velvet rope lines. But Tim Rivers, what, what is your reaction to this and this idea that somehow Americans maybe shouldn't even have been there at all that day? Well, I think it's inconsequential. Uh, I'll, I'll be real frank with you. It's January. So here we are coming up <clears throat> on the second anniversary of this event. Um, if I went to D.C. tomorrow and stood outside with a sign, would it be any different? Um, if, if you declared the zone I was standing in on an open ground to be restricted because I had my cell phone in my pocket and you drew an imaginary fence line around where I'm standing and then I'm supposed to be arrested and charged with violation of uh, any kind of laws and, and anything you can make up? No. Um, I guess what it comes right down to is that we don't, we don't trust the authority to tell the truth anymore. Um, there is a contract between us and the federal side of this government and with our state governments, and it's called constitutions. And, and those lay out the difference between what is acceptable and what is not acceptable for both sides. If you break a contract, then it's null and void. If the federal government decides they wish to break this contract, then they are breaking it with every citizen here. And I, I think that it's inconsequential what happened on January 6th. What you should be concerned about is what's happening right now. Exactly. Whether it, you were violent or whether you just went there to seek redress, you're being treated as if you are A, an insurrectionist, or B, a domestic terrorist, or C, a racist, or D, a MAGA insurrectionist, or all of the above, if you're really patriotic. Um, I don't think this is an acceptable brush to paint Americans with by any means, and certainly not by an authority who draws their power from us. If you paint us with that brush, what does it say about you who are supposed to represent the true America? Um, my message to my Congress is, boy, you guys better get it together because we're getting damn tired of watching nothing happen up there. We have patriots who languish in jail. We had governments spending our money as if it's water. We have people unable to buy food and pay their bills. What the heck are you guys doing? Make a decision. Find a leader and get in this game. And I'll say that to every American, too. It's not just our leaders who need to do that. Everyone who's listening to this, if you haven't called your congressman, if you haven't looked for somebody that you can engage with in order to get your message out, if you haven't stood on a street corner or joined a rally, what are you doing? Voting is the bare minimum. We have to be the government of the people again. I, and I, I feel like I am a broken record on this point, but it's so absolutely critical. We can't just sit back and, oh, they're going to take care of it for us. We actually are the government of this country. We need to start acting like it. Mark Sutherland, 
I want you to, to weigh in on this idea that we actually have political prisoners in America. Now, as you know, my wife is from uh, Ukraine, was in the underground church in the former Soviet Union. Uh, my father-in-law was in prison. My father-in-law's best friend was in the gulag with Alexander Solzhenitsyn. So I, this to me is, is personal that, that we, and it's hard not to be, that we actually have political prisoners in America in 20. 23. Mark Sutherland. Well, uh, Matt, you've said it. You've said it better than me. You've said it better than me because of your family links, and I, di I didn't. I didn't know that linked with uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn of uh, you know Gulag Archipelago, and we remember the fact of why why he was then put in there. I think uh, you know a certain correspondence to a friend, and then criticizing Stalin or Stalin's moustache, and then he finds himself in the in the Gulag for for many many years. It. It's shocking. Tim, Tim will personally, I think, say it better than me. There are no words that we can put together. And the reason, the reason why I'm then here, because, Matt, you and I have discussed this. We have to look at history. You've just raised history. You've just said about being in an underground church in Russia and all the rest. And we go back through this history and we are fighting the biggest spiritual battle of our lifetime. And um, then over here in this country, you know, uh, the, the Labour Party, the socialist left, fell in, uh, fell in love with the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution. And then by 1929-30 were, you know, the fact that Stalin was taking taking uh, members of, of Russia off to gulags. And, and over here, we wouldn't face that. We wouldn't actually face that. You had, of course, the Fabian Society. You had the Webbs who built the London School of Economics. I'm not throwing this out to be clever. What I'm saying is, is that we have, in this country alone and others, we have a responsibility in this, but we have to look at the past. And it seems that we have not learned from that. And of course, others have on the other side to abuse that. And you're absolutely right. Cannot believe that we have political prisoners in the United States of, of, uh, of America at the moment in 1923 with all that it stands for. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness with the most outside the Bible, the next most powerful and important piece of paper being the constitutional, you know, the constitution of the United States with alienable rights given by God. And it's no wonder then, and I don't apologize for it because of this huge spiritual battle that we are then in. These people don't represent that. They don't want God in our society in our society whatsoever. It comes down to them building a utopian dream at all costs. And whoever gets in the way of that, they will then want to deal with that. That's why we go back to uh, the gulags. And that's why the, the book is called American Gulag Chronicles for a particular reason. That's why Tim has put that forward because of all that playback in history which we have to be learning. And then sadly, on your side of the pond, as I've said publicly without sounding like a broken record, civics is not being taught properly in your country for about, about 40 years. You know, all of this history right now is really important. And the number one thing is we need these people, you know, Republicans in Congress, 
you know, let's find the true conservative, sort this out now and release these political prisoners for that's who they are. And anyone else that has not exercised that, that has not looked at that every single day, that's an excuse of a politician. We need those people held to account as well. I am just as shocked as you are. And as Tim quite rightly said, it's the two year anniversary tomorrow, which we must we must never forget. We cannot forget this one iota. Tim Rivers, uh, in the last few minutes that we have left, final thoughts uh, for everybody tuning in today on this anniversary of January 6th and, and, and really the memorial that we need to treat it as so that this never happens again. Well, I think we must not forget. And, and the best way not to forget is to speak about it and to share it. Um, that's, that's what the prisoners have been trying to do for two years, two years two years without justice. Um, they've been writing to you, America, trying to tell you what's happening to them and asking you to get engaged. You need to read their letters. If You, do, you can read them at j6patriotnews.com or you can read them in this amazing book, the American Gulag Chronicles, which is nothing but their letters, their arts, and their stories. All right, Mark, uh, looks like we're going to have to go over to you. Looks like uh, Tim got cut off there. But uh, just kind of final thoughts right now on this anniversary of J6 and the idea that in 2023, we're actually back to 1773, it seems like, at least from an American standpoint, of freedom. I mean, we're, we're having to stand up for our freedom right now because it's slowly being taken away. And the, the idea that just because you disagree with somebody politically, you can label them a domestic terrorist. I mean, that should, that should just go against the grain of everything we believe in the free world. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, in, and we're, we're, we're facing that same kind of issues on this side of the pond, I mean, there is a uh, there's an act that they've been trying to put through Parliament in regard to protecting people on the internet and all this kind of thing, right? This is actually the biggest attack potentially on free speech, and then it's going to deny people being able to communicate with each other and all the rest. And then when you have known, we don't have to go through the tech, the tech censorship, we're fully aware of that. But when we go through that and it's like, oh, you've got unacceptable views and all this kind of thing, we've got to remember the, uh, the uh, convoy in Canada. You know, in going to Ottawa, and there's Trudeau, there's Trudeau going, you've got unacceptable views and all the rest. Look at that kind of control that was going on, stopping people's bank accounts, etc. And then we suddenly discover that the FBI have then been part of advising the Trudeau government over that. That all evidence is coming out. You're absolutely right. And I would urge people very fast to to go back to over the last hundred years of history go back to the Bolshevik revolution, go through Stalin, go through fascism and realize, is that the kind of country? Is that the kind of world that we actually want to live in? And Matt, you're quite rightly, and as I finish here and say it, it's about engaging with different opinions. It's about coming with different arguments. And that's the important thing and trying to and winning those debates the last thing anyone wants is violence, and we are not encouraging that whatsoever. Sadly, 
it's on the other side. They do not want to engage and respect another opinion and respect the historical roots of what we have fought for over here, the mother of all parliaments and all the rest. Look at what's just happened with COVID and all the complete shutdown of stupidity. And then why the Constitution of the United States, ratified in 1787 in, in September, why did that come about? Why did that come about? And you had a revolution with God. And we think about the revolution that went on in Paris, uh, in France, you know, without God. It's absolutely at the center of this. And this is what we are fighting for, Matt, in, in expressing and turning around and saying, no, we don't accept this. But doing that peacefully to the best of our ability. And I will say this, having just written an article about Jan 6, which I hope will be coming out in the Wisconsin uh, Christian News any, any day now, the key this if Americans, if I'm, I'm passionate about your country, I'm caring from the outside because I know what is at stake. And I just ask people to get involved. If people are not going to go and out and, ex and exercise their vote in regard to recently, you know, supporting Herschel Walker, et cetera, et cetera, then we have a huge problem. When a bunch of so-called Christians turn around and go, I'm not going to vote. I don't, I'm, I don't want to do that or anything like that. We have a huge problem, Matt. You're right. And as Tim has said it far better than me, we have to engage and we have to engage as much as we can, as peacefully as we can and as passionately as we can. And I'll say this. I thank you for the privilege of being able to be here and to have another incredible conversation with you. And I just ask people... Tomorrow is very important, and we need to be praying about that day. But please go out and buy the book. Uh, go out and buy the book, American Gulag Chronicles. Find that, buy it, because we need to raise the money to support these people in their defense funds and also in regard to the families and what they have been through. So go to J6 Patriot News. Matt, I cannot thank you enough, so thank you very much. Mark Sutherland, thank you for joining us today. And, and make sure to send us a link of that article so we can put it up on the social media sites that, that uh, we have as well. Mark Sutherland and Tim Rivers, j6patriotnews.com, and Tim Rivers, the author of the American Gulag Chronicles. Mark Sutherland, a great, great voice from across the pond for freedom and liberty. Thanks for joining me on Patriot Radio today. God bless you guys on this eve of January 6th.